1: That's how you're starting the show? Yeah, I'm hungry. Okay. I we'll haven't had some I haven't had afterwards. breakfast. I
0: didn't get any brekkie today. Oh no, no breakfast. I brekkie. slept in a little bit. Oh.
1: I was watching Rooster Teeth till four. Oh my so gosh! So I. Uh, Jeez. Well, we'll have to talk about that in the second half of the show. We will. And welcome to the Animation
0: Station podcast, episode 68. <laughs> my name is Josh. I'm Gavin. No, Corey. No, Corey. Corey's not oh. here. Is he getting lasers put in his eyes again? He's, he's getting them laser eyes. Like oh. Pss, pss,
1: pss. All right. Cool.
0: So, Gavin, how's yeah. it
1: going? That's all right. It's going well. I've been working a lot. Been busy. Looking forward to my trip next weekend or this coming weekend for the Popzilla art show. So, is that
0: in LA or where's that at? It's in
1: Anaheim. It's in Anaheim. Are you mm-hmm. going to be able to
0: swing by the park on while I, I there? will
1: not. I will be there for less than 24 hours. I'm literally oh. just flying in for the show. Um... Gonna meet up with some people and hang out at the show. The show's from six to ten and there's like a whole festival, like street art fair. What time do you get part in? Of it i think i can get in at like 10 or 11 a.m
0: you should at least go into the park get an ice cream and then leave.
1: well here's the thing my pass is now expired oh. and i'm not going to renew it until i'm like there to actually visit the park because then it's like a waste because yeah. okay probably gonna sense. be a few months before i get back so then that'll be all wasted time so oh yeah yeah no ice cream for you no no that was delicious ice cream yeah they have great ice cream there. what's that place where did we? I think we got um, ice cream at the Gibson Girl ice yeah, cream parlor. Yeah, that place. Yes, yeah, that's my favorite place to get ice cream in the park. I love it. Yeah, that What did you get? I can't remember. I got cookies, I got and, cookies cream. and cream, yeah. and then I got chocolate because we went twice. Oh, I didn't go through the second time. I
0: guess. Yeah, you were there. Was I? Yeah, we went the first time. Uh huh. And I and got the chocolate And then when chip, Oliver was there,
1: the proper choice. And then when Oliver was there, we went again. I don't think I, got I think ice Tony cream was twice. with us. Maybe you guys were. You guys were there. I don't think I was there the second time.
0: No, because it was Tony was there. I don't think I miss I was Tony. There.
1: Well Tony's awesome. It's Tony's it's awesome. Understandable that we you didn't have him. Tony on again. <laughs> I saw that thing that he designed or that he worked on. Did or did he work on it or did he just direct it? I think he assigned it. Oh he he delegated <laughs> yeah, it. He delegated right. it. Again, we'll talk about that later when we talk about all the rooster teeth stuff. Yeah. Which I'm interested to hear about. So Gavin, you got any news? um i saw the or i saw not a trailer but kind of a a weird preview for coco yesterday and uh, it was one of those ones where they're kind of showing you a trailer but they're bouncing back to like the directors and filmmakers and they're like they're commenting on what the film's going to be about so it was kind of like a documentary trailer? It was weird. I've never seen one like that. It's like one of those like behind the scenes type. Um, A little bit, but it was really just them promoting the film. It was just weird to see it like jump from a scene back to a director, from a scene back to an animator, from a scene back to a whatever musician. And all of them talking about different parts of the film while you saw scenes. So it was... I don't know. I don't know if this is like a new way that they're doing trailers. I'm not really... A trailer watcher so i don't know if there are other examples of this but mixed in with all the other trailers i saw last night was that uh which i thought was interesting and we're only a week and a half away from coco release yeah, it comes out uh it's getting uh, real next close Wednesday, right so i'm getting pumped i'm really excited for this one you know what
0: i was excited about <laughs> this week what uh fate apocrypha Oh came yeah, I out saw that on post. Netflix. Mm-hmm.
1: Fantastic. Have you? Are, is it a release of the whole season? Oh uh, well, or is we, it just we got the first twelve episode. episodes. We got oh, okay. the first twelve episodes, and okay. then next twelve episodes probably in January. And how many times have you watched those twelve episodes already? Uh just the one. Just one. Yeah, it came I, out yesterday. The day before. Uh,
0: well, no, it came out last Friday. Oh, okay, and
1: you've only watched it once. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. Or maybe
0: it was last Monday? I don't remember. It was. It was last. <laughs> it was last week sometime um but no, i've been super busy oh yeah yeah i've been busy with uh voice acting stuff and cool. podcast stuff it's cool. just been crazy and new equipment new stuff. equipment stuff got a mac finally Woo! and figuring all that out yeah man it's uh Huh. Oh, it's uh there's a it's lot definitely it's...
1: different yeah there's a learning curve to it but i think it's a good move man uh, we proof. also
0: had a little bit of news uh, on the anime front. Ooh. Also, so I guess we're going to continue that way. But anyway, watch <laughs> Fate Apocrypha. It's it's fantastic. It's a nice... Because it's not a sequel. It's a nice okay. spin off of the Fate series.
1: I was going to ask, are all of those Fate series, are they all tied together? This is one, one, is, one This one is like an alternate dimension type okay. thing. So it's...
0: Like an alternate timeline with this one. Okay. So it kind of has
1: the feel of those other ones, but it's not. So it's the same. So it's yeah. It's still fate, but it's Mm -hmm. just it's different. Got it. And what's the general for people that haven't seen that? What's the general idea behind the fate series? What's going on there? uh, Well, there's this thing called the Holy Grail War, Mm -hmm. where you fight.
0: It's a bunch of mages, and they fight to obtain the Holy Grail because Mm -hmm. the Holy Grail will grant you a wish.
1: In this context, is the Holy Grail what we think of in the Christian tradition? Yes. Okay.
0: Um, yeah, this is very, like, there's a lot of religion in this, like a lot of, you know, Christi- uh, Christian, uh, pseudo Christian religion, stuff like that. Is it set somewhere
1: particular geographically?
0: Uh, mainly in, uh, Fuyuki, Japan. Oh, okay. And then, but this, uh, for fate, apocrypha, it mm-hmm. takes place in Italy. Okay. So you get a little bit of a, not Italy, Romania. Where's Transylvania at? <laughs> is that Romania? Is
1: Transylvania its own place? Yeah, but
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 I think yeah, it's Romania. Like, okay. It takes place in Romania. So that that happens there, but yeah, it's it's all about the Holy Grail War and what these mages do is they will summon a familiar, kind of like a fighter, mm-hmm. to be on their side. Mm-hmm. And so they'll summon people like King Arthur lancelot oh. um joan of arc um we had someone from like in *Fate apocrypha we have uh chiron and achilles from greek mythology wow we have um charlemagne's like one of charlemagne's knights mm-hmm. so it's just different things you have like if it's basically people throughout all of history okay
1: that's pretty cool
0: yeah like, and, nice. like, a lot of people that, you know, are historical figures.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, is the series set now or in the future or in the past? Where What's going on there? Uh, well, I mean, it's it's anime, so
0: it's kind of like one of those. Nebulous time. Yeah. Okay. Where, like, this is this time frame. I mean,
1: is there, like, science fiction or, like, advanced or is it just. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's it's like, modern day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Got so, it. like, there's cell phones and stuff like that and cars. Right. And
0: everything. But yeah, it's it's fantastic. I absolutely love that
1: series. Very cool. So when does the second half of that series come out? Don't know yet. No, no no idea. I didn't know that this was coming out so soon. Is it a Netflix original? uh, Well, it's
0: one of those things that Netflix they They produced. Yeah, they produced it. Yeah, yeah. But it's been out on Crunchyroll for a while. Oh, okay. And you know, just kind of was waiting for the dub to come out. Very cool. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, back with more anime. <laughs> um, Cowboy Bebop director uh Sinichiro Watanabe mm-hmm. is uh reportedly producing a new anime That's a, with Studio Bones. So and it's gonna be another musical like music based anime mm-hmm. where music is gonna play heavily like samurai shampoo. Not shampoo, it's shampoo. shampoo. But I call it shampoo. Um <laughs> and Space Dandy and Cowboy Bebop and Mm -hmm. all these different things that he does. Like, music is a a focal point in all of his productions. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's 52. So for him to come out and,
1: yeah. I would have thought he was older than that. I I mean, Cowboy Bebop is pretty old. 98. Is that when the series started? Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah, okay.
0: All right, maybe be anything that messed up with Trigun. It was 96 or 98. Okay mid it's to late in the, 90s it's that, yeah it's in okay. that area yeah
1: i i guess i thought it was a little older than that but i mean that's exciting i mean cowboy bebop that's how we started this show was with cowboy, was cowboy bebop. bebop and and I mean, then 68 an episodes thing. later we're still talking about it it's so good that's cool man so but we don't know anything besides he's yeah no it's, yeah, he on was he was at a con Project in X. uh
0: he was at a con in uh i think it was melbourne Or Melbourne, however, I don't know. Depends on, you know, where you're at. He was Mm -hmm. in a con in Australia, and he, yeah, he had a thing and a little panel, and he said that he was, it was kind of like a, I'm working on something else. Nice. But, yeah, we don't know anything about it. That's exciting. That's really exciting. Uh, We also have a little bit of uh, stuff going on in the Guillermo del Toro universe
1: it's becoming a universe it is
0: becoming a universe so we have troll hunters already mhm so what's happening is we're uh he's actually creating a new what's a good word for it
1: uh, i thought universe was a good word guess yeah i guess, yeah, I guess universe would yeah. be a good
0: yeah um it's called the tales of arcadia mm-hmm. and it will encompass troll hunters Something called Below. Mm-hmm. And, sorry, Three Below. Sorry, Three Below. Oh. And then Wizards. Nice. So it's all going to be part of Tales of Arcadia. So it's all so going to cool. be combined. So Which cool. makes sense because in the teaser for the new Troll Hunters, we are, I guess maybe it wasn't a teaser, the new trailer for Troll Hunters, mm-hmm. we have that nerdy boy. I can't remember his name. <laughs> uh, he thinks that the trolls are aliens. Yeah. And so it's like, oh. I'm thinking maybe he's gonna be the protagonist of of aliens of three below. Yeah, oh, yeah. And then I don't know what we're gonna do with wizards.
1: Yeah, that'll be interesting. Yeah. I'm, I'm really, I'm sure we'll meet. Fascinated new to see. So yeah, I think while we watch season two, we'll be on the lookout for, for indicators of where are these gonna spin off. But that's really exciting. Are, do we know if they're actually in development yet? Uh, yeah, apparently Three Below comes out uh, next year, 2018, and nice. Wizards is 2019. Oh, man, that's exciting. Yeah. And which, are which they nice. going to do a season three of Troll Hunters? Do we I know?
0: don't know if we'll do season three of Troll Hunters with Three Below coming out next year. Mm. Now, okay. that doesn't mean that. Jim and everybody won't be in Three Below. Right, Cross Wizards, which yeah. I can see them doing something like that. Mm-hmm. Especially in something like Three Below, because you want to, you know, pull some of your main characters from your like your flagship show into your new stuff. Right. Just right. to kind of draw. Like what happened with Jag.
1: With Jag? Yeah. <laughs>
0: well, uh, the military
1: lawyer show? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, because here's the thing about How old JAG. are you? Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, so, uh, two of the main characters from NCIS I were going. on a couple episodes of JAG. Uh-huh. And then as a introduction to NCIS and then spin-off, we got wow. NCIS.
1: I honestly don't know a single person under like 50 that watches either of those shows. I used to. <laughs> it was good, man. Oh, that's amazing. I love it. But I like those procedural dramas and I do too like that. but those in particular were just uh he uh no I couldn't do it. I oh. tried with NCIS but I couldn't.
0: Oh, it's great stuff, man. I'm sure it is.
1: Uh anyway, uh we also had uh
0: this last weekend uh, Rooster Teeth had their extra life stream. Yeah. Um where they were raising money for the Children's Miracle Network mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. uh Hospital of Choice was the Dell Children's Hospital. Nice. Uh, I did make some donations. Excellent. I got a poster that our good friend Tony helped kind of assigned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sure he had his hand in it a
1: little bit. Yeah. Because of the
0: subject matter. Yeah, it's super yeah. Disney. Mm-hmm. Um, but what they were shooting for, they were shooting for a million dollars this year mm-hmm. for
1: this for the hospital and everything. Right. They raised 1.2. That is fantastic. Yeah. That is so cool. It is really, really cool. It's neat that they're they have uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Initiatives like this, you know? Yeah. Because they have a rabid fan base and you know, they can wield that power for good. And I I like that they're doing that. And that's that's a very good cause. One point two million. One point two million. And it's a
0: and it's a great company to work for, hint hint. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> call me i'll be there this week his resume is pulled up he's hovering over the send button just tell him what yeah, just
0: let me know <laughs> i'll send it hilarious uh but yeah and yeah so basically that's all i did yesterday i just watched them be weird
1: and crazy do, they do it like a telethon i mean yeah. is it kind of like very much like and a telethon. they break in with updates of how much uh, they're up well, to or when it first
0: started, mm-hmm. it's because basically what it is, it's a 24 hour marathon where you play games. Okay. And it can be video games, it could be board games, it could be card games, it's just games. Whatever where you games play you play games play, or you watch them games. You watch play games. them play games. Got it. Um, and that's the way it started. Like, we originally started, I think the first year they did, they made like $26,000 Okay. in donations, which is really good. Heck yeah. Uh, seven years ago. So way that's you know you just play video games and then you can you talk a little bit and stuff like that and it's evolved so much now where video games were used to be the like they, they would do picture in a picture with it mm-hmm. video games would be your main picture and then your bottom picture you would have you know your people talking mm-hmm. um, everything like that now it's completely different now since they you know it's all a show. Mm-hmm. They The big screen is your people talking and acting around and doing all kinds of weird stuff. Right. But in the bottom half, they do have people playing video games the whole time. <laughs> okay. So they, they haven't gotten away from right. the video game aspect.
1: But it's a little bit more about watching them goof off.
0: Exactly. Got it. Like uh, one year, I think Michael ate like a dozen lava cakes from oh my gosh from Domino's, oh. yeah they did a milk challenge uh,
1: no peace. uh they did
0: the one chip challenge this year um all kinds of crazy stuff
1: did they ever do the cinnamon challenge
0: uh they've done the cinnamon challenge before oh yeah never one chip challenge that one's a good one it's one chip uh-huh. but it's like 1.6 million Scoville. what the like peppers so it's like got ghost oh. peppers oh okay and yeah like powder and everything so it's like mm-hmm. one of them is like 1.6 million scovo
1: wow yeah so, so you a, eat so it cory type chip
0: yeah, it's very much a quarry type chip but it. it's like you only eat one because <laughs> <laughs> then it's bad
1: wow yeah nice it was, uh, it was what, pretty good? would you do one of those food challenges like if if you were challenged I mean, to i've that, done the like cinnamon if... challenge before seriously yeah it was not did fun. you want to die uh, what was that? What was the sensation you got from that?
0: Like, everything was just dry, and it felt like I was eating sand. And I, it was one of those where I didn't think I would ever be able to, like, breathe, drink again.
1: Because, mm-hmm.
0: like, it was just, like, all of the moisture in my mouth was just gone.
1: I'd be afraid to inhale and then have that all go into my lungs. Yeah. I mean, you eat cinnamon. Oh, that's not a You eat cinnamon. <laughs> uh, I couldn't do it. Now, if it was like a food challenge of like eat gross things, I think I'd be better off at that. Well, they, but they when it's did like, a uh, you know eat the world's hottest like oh yeah I can't burn your tongue stuff. with no, second degree stupid. burns kind of stuff or yeah like
0: if it's eating weird stuff gallon eat of weird milk.
1: stuff I'm not gonna yeah they did the milk challenge where they yeah like milk, yeah. no that stuff is designed to make you yeah. puke or have mucus pour out of your nose or something. No, I can't do that.
0: Uh, they did a mimosa yesterday. <laughs> what? Uh, it's when you take a um, bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit, a <laughs> uh, it was a hash brown, so like a orange ma- a juice McDonald's breakfast, orange juice, and then uh, and champagne. Champagne and then like a couple breakfast burritos from uh, McDonald's and put it in a blender. And it makes a it looks like a good smoothie because it's, it it's all like yellow. It's all yellow, but apparently smoothie.
1: it's awful. I bet. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> so they did all kinds of stuff like that. That's hilarious. And that I basically sounds, watched them all day. It all sounds very rooster teethy. Yes. And I don't mean that as a derogatory thing, but they know their lane and they stick in it. And mm-hmm. I think that's what has got them their success yeah. is that they are true to their own brand and i appreciate that i think it's as somebody who's trying to carve out a brand for themselves i really appreciate what Rooster Teeth does because they have their identity they know what they are and they're not trying to be anything or anybody else so i think it's really cool yeah and like i said they have a rabid fan base because of that
0: they do have a rabid fan base yeah. and um my resume if you need me <laughs> um just contact us
1: or sponsorship
0: i sponsorship. mean something... yeah hey we're plugging you guys like crazy right now. But we don't want anything in return unless it's a job <laughs> or a sponsorship. <laughs> or cash. I mean, I take uh, cash. I mean, yeah, we'll take cash. Elon Musk, you're my boy too. Um, you know, <laughs> you got any Teslas floating around? Holla. That'd
1: be nice.
0: All right. You ready to start our main topic? <sighs> Tentatively, I've, I've yes. I've been
1: trying to put it off as long as humanly possible. Yeah. Let's just let's dive right in. All right,
0: so for our main topic, we, oh, we didn't say it at the very beginning, did we? That's okay. Uh, well, um, for our main topic, we watched Studio Ghibli's 1988 inspirational film, <laughs> Grave of the
1: Fireflies. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, uh, we did. And appropriately so on Veterans Day weekend, we watched a <laughs> World War II film. Didn't think it through. Is that I? I wonder. No, nope, no, it back, was just. It was just like oh, we have fireflies. It was one who of those. Like it Did, was it you or Charlie? Uh, it was both of us. Oh, we were and like you sure you didn't see World War Two and November yeah, 11th nope, and didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, it was a coincidence.
0: Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but just a little uh, plot synopsis. Okay. Uh, the story of uh, Seda and Satsuko, two young Japanese siblings living in the declining day. Oh, sorry.
1: You want to start uh, that over?
0: Well, it's one <laughs> of those where it's not written correctly. Ah. Uh, so, um, this is the story of... I'm going to change it. Okay. This is the story of Seta and Setsu, uh, Satsuko, two young Japanese siblings living in the declining days of World War II. When an American fire... Uh-oh. <laughs> when an American firebombing separates the two children from their parents, the two siblings must rely completely on one another... Another why they struggle to fight for their survival, mm-hmm. and they go through all kinds of fun, happy hardships.
1: Real, real. None of them fun or happy. <laughs> None of them fun or happy. And they have a little bit of fun. They're kids, so they 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 play. But oh my gosh, this was this, this was rough, is rough man. This was rough. Um, it is very World War Two, very Japanese, uh, and. Man, it like the the thing that they do really well with this movie is they kind of put you in the place of these kids. Yeah, I felt like I was living this time with them and they do. Yeah, it does. It does a, good it does a really that. good drawing. Of, uh, sorry, a really good uh
0: job of drawing you into mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Now, when we were that being discussing said, it, oh, go ahead. I hate a lot of the people in this story. Oh, there, yeah. There's some cold-hearted, unlikable characters. Yeah. Mostly the aunt. I hope. I want to. Well, the
0: whole entire family, too. All yeah. of them are being
1: like that. Yeah, the, her daughter and then the lodger that was there. They just had no time for those kids. And that was rough. I hope when they got bombed.
0: <laughs> I hope that house went. And um, all of them
1: were inside, mainly the ant. I hope that oh she was inside. Yeah. So before we get to the story, you mentioned right when we started that it reminded you of the look of Akira. Yeah. And so we put it in context. Like this movie came out in 88. Akira, Akira did came as in, well. Yeah, in 88. And, you know, those are two very intense, uh, pretty hardcore movies. And I think it's interesting that uh, we juxtapose that with with what we we're making here in America that year and that's the year that disney's working on the little mermaid and thinking of a film like that comparing it to grave of the fireflies oh my gosh it makes it kind of well, makes little mermaid real at the seem time. really frivolous which yeah. i mean it is it's a it's a frivolous movie but this movie had so much weight to it you know, so much intensity and, like, real implications in the world. It's very historical. Yeah. And, you know, just, man, it was, it tugged on the old heartstrings. It's
0: always fun when you start the movie off with, I died this day, or it's like, that's the day I died. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, well, that's great. Yeah. And you're still a young kid. Yeah. You're not like a 60-year-old dude, you know, Mm -hmm. in your bed at home. Like, no, you're... You died in a subway. Right. It's like right.
1: good lord. Um, you know, if if this happens to be the first episode that you listen to us, basically we're going to talk about the whole thing. We're going to spoil everything. Yeah. Spoilers and ahead. On that note, basically all of the characters that you care about in this movie die. Their whole family dies. Yeah. Everybody that's dies. That's
0: a lot. Yeah. Like so, and I mean that's I mean unfortunately wartime that yeah, can't happen I mean, and and Ghibli pulling no punches with this, and we're like, oh, right. yeah,
1: the whole family died. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because Japanese film history and, you know, anime history is replete with the themes that they... and the scars that they were left with from World War II. And, I mean, this is no exception. It falls right in that tradition. So, you know, it they do... They do kind of still resonate. They do kind of, uh, the echoes of all of that impact, you know, still carry through. And even in anime we see today, they still have that apocalyptic obsession, you know, of death falling from the sky. And, you know, it just speaks to the fact that war is not good in any context whatsoever. And, I'm not a supporter of it yeah. ever. I mean, I don't even care. No. War is not the answer. And this to me is just such a beautiful statement about why it's not the answer. And just watching these two kids struggle for what seemed like four hours. How long was this movie? An hour, hour and, and a half? half? Okay. Man. It. I mean, it didn't seem long in a bad way. It just seemed long because oh my gosh, you know, the struggle of this movie. This is by far the most intense thing we've watched on this show and talked about. And, you know, I think it was a beautiful film. I highly recommend it, but I want everybody to be prepared. It is a sad, tough film to watch. So... Do you want to go into more of the story and just kind of lay it out? Not really cuz I don't I <laughs> I honestly don't want to think about the movie. Yeah.
0: Uh unfortunately I now own it because you can't rent it anywhere unless you unless oh, it's on like Oh, that was buy. I yeah, did, I had I to knew buy it. had to pay for it. Yeah, I had, I had to buy the buy. whole thing. Okay. It wouldn't let me rent it. Like I can't rent it on Amazon, I can't rent it on Xbox. Mm-hmm. The only place that it's available to rent is on iTunes and I'm like I have nothing that can play iTunes other than my phone. Got and it. my Mac and I'm yeah. not gonna do that. Right. So yeah, had to buy it and I it's now with me forever. It's yeah. And I'm like, I'll never probably watch this again just because it was it's so sad, it's so mm-hmm. depressing. And I'm okay with I mean, I like I like war movies. Like I like, you know, World War II movies. Uh mm-hmm. like, I like I said before, I think uh The Longest Day is probably one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh uh-huh. And it's also, like, one of the longest movies of all time. It's, like, I think it clocks in at, like, three hours. It's very much up there with Lord of the Rings. Right. But this one, I'm. it's just, it makes you feel so much. Like, with yeah. those, it's usually soldiers and everything like that. And you're like, okay, soldiers die in war. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. This movie, completely different. They're like, oh, yeah, we're going to show you the, you know. The, the civilian impact of yeah. what happens in the war. Mm-hmm. And you watch it and you're just like, Yeah, man, I uh I don't even know. It's Yeah. It's just, it's tough. It's a really, really
1: tough movie. Because mm-hmm. we start off our mom like mom dies. Yeah. Well, you start off with an air raid and she's like, I'm going to the shelter, you guys do this and meet me at the shelter. They're like, Go, go to the shelter and then air raid happens and they don't And make it's one it. of those ones where you're like, if they just if they
0: went all went to the shelter together, mm-hmm. they'd probably all be dead and it would probably be a little
1: bit easier for them. Possibly. Or yeah.
0: if they all waited to go to the shelter, they'd probably all still be alive.
1: Right. And this is where if the impact of this film first hits me because after that first air raid, they show you burnt corpses. Mm-hmm. They, show they show you, you the, the death devastation and devastation yeah. of war. They show you the you know, the ruined buildings and and then when you see the state of their mom, who's bandaged up with burns from head to toe, you you're, you realize at that point, okay, they're not holding anything back in this film. This is, this is hardcore. So then it's basically the two kids have to decide where to go because their dad is in the Navy and he's off to war. Yeah. So they're on their own.
0: So they go live with their aunt. Who's I don't a, I, d- I don't who's know who's a, I don't know whose aunt this was. I don't know. I don't think cause it's not her mom's side. It's her dad's side. It might be.
1: Well, because cuz they said it was a distant aunt. So I don't think it's a direct sibling oh, of either of, mar- of their cuz uh
0: parents. the aunt says, "Don't you have any like doesn't your mom have any right. other relatives. So I'm like, yeah. I think maybe that's why maybe dad. But I don't think it's his, their dad's sister. Oh no. I think it's like
1: dad's cousin or part, of,
0: like The whole time I was like, just stay with this nice lady. Yep. The one who like met them at the at the sure, elementary at school. The it's school. like yeah. stay with her. She's right. like the nicest
1: person you'll ever meet. Just stay there. Right. And like, no, we're gonna live with our aunt. Well, and that's where some of the more of that reality comes in is that at some point your kindness becomes too big of a sacrifice for your own family. Cause everything is being rationed at this point. Yeah. So you take in two kids, that's two more mouths that have to go against your ration. And you could see how devious and selfish the aunt was. Oh yeah. When by she taking li- all their stuff and trading it for rice and giving them some of it and being a oh, she's a, she's a bitch. I'm just going to say it. She's a <laughs> bitch. I hate her. Well,
0: I was also like, I also noticed like when she's giving them food, mm-hmm. she gives her husband. You know, scrapes the bottom, gets all like the rice and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. When, uh, Seta gets his food, she just like skims the top and just gives him broth. Right. And then when the daughter comes, gives her food, and I'm like, yeah.
1: really? She really? Was, These uh, are kids, awful. man. I know. No compassion. She saw them as just a burden and an annoyance. And that's one of the saddest moments of the film is when these two kids are like, "Uh, I guess we're better off just living by ourselves and being vagabonds. We'll do that, I guess. Peace out. And you're thinking, geez, what is the state of this place and how awful of a person can you be to just and then when they're leaving and she's just like, "Okay, well, Bye. Bye. Oh my gosh! I wanted
0: to just—I want to punch her. Like, oh my god! I've
1: never hit a woman, but I would punch this woman in the face. Ugh, she is just awful. She was the hardest. She was yeah she was, the She was the main of the villain of this
0: movie, take. and the and the B 52s are bombing Japan. I know, and she's the villain of this movie.
1: Really, it's true. It's like, very true. God, yeah, it's so awful. So then they find this little abandoned. I don't know if it was a the opening of a mind shift. Yeah. Or mine shaft. I think it was an old shelter or something. Was it maybe? It was kind of like this little, two little bunkers built in the side of a hill. So, two little, like, rectangular openings with beams. And they just kind of they begin to set there? up a home there. It's next to, like, a little pond and it's kind of out of the way. So, there's not a lot of people coming and going. There's that one group of boys that kind of finds them at one point. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, Big Brother just decides to take care of little sister in this little spot and they get a little wood burning stove thing going and they got a, some pots and you know, they steal some stuff, they trade some stuff, they buy some stuff. I mean, they're just surviving. Yeah. Well, my thing was,
0: I I get that they only had 7,000 yen, mm-hmm. which is not a lot of money. It's like 70 bucks American. I don't know. Nowadays. What that would be nowadays. Yeah. yeah I don't 40s. know what it was in 1945. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe 7,000 yen is a lot. Mm-hmm. but just watching it, I'm like, why didn't you go your, you knew your sister was doing bad.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why didn't you go earlier and withdraw that money yeah? get her food and everything like that? Right. That was one of the things that was hard for me. I'm like,
1: I know you guys didn't spend all 7,000 yen, mm-hmm. but yet, I don't know what their culture was like mid 20th century. I don't know if the instinct or the impetus is immediately there for somebody to go to a doctor, or if and this kid is also fourteen you know, years old, yeah, uh, he's maybe a kid. fourteen. I don't even know how old this kid is. Right, yeah. So maybe he just thinks she needs rest, or she needs you know more rice, or you know. I mean, eventually he does take her, and again, no compassion. The doctor's just like, oh yeah, she's malnourished. See ya, and he's like, well, how the hell am I supposed like, to feed her?
0: Get her up. Give her a sucker or something, man. Jeez, everyone. But I mean, it's also one of those like, it is war, it is rationing, and it's like, do you help these two street urchin kids Mm -hmm. who are dirty from head to
1: toe? Aladdin and Apu would have.
0: (laughs) Well, there's a difference between (laughs) Agrabah and Japan. This is true. And uh, yeah, they're like, yeah don't you have, doesn't your dad have relatives in Tokyo? And it's like, yeah, uh, he does. I don't know how to reach him. Yeah. Uh, let me get in my car and drive there. How am I supposed to find these relatives
1: in Tokyo? Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I can't imagine being in that, that state of desperation where you quite literally have to just swallow your pride, go ask a farmer. Can I trade you this crap that I have for a, bit of rice or he's like i'll pay you for rice and he's like i don't even have enough rice to give away right yeah that kind of desperation (sighs) is unimaginable to me and to see two kids go through it also doesn't help that there are they're really cute kids yeah like both of them are cute kids and that little girl is freaking adorable and you know just to watch her suffer for an hour and a half is you know she's still got that innocence and light of a little kid for most of it but you can see her going downhill yeah, about midway she goes through downhill. the film yeah you can see the downhill. and then slide. it's super tough like the scene where she
0: dies mm-hmm. and she's like i made you rice balls i'm like uh. she's gone and i'm like oh no this is it yeah. this is oh this yeah. is where
1: it happens and i was like oh no it's it's rough and then and then to watch him Take care of her body after that. And then, I mean, like, he loses the will to live
0: pretty much because he says that he's got chicken, he's got rice, he's Mm -hmm. got eggs. He gets all this stuff and then, like, she dies. So then the next day he gets the charcoal to cremate her and then just never goes back. Right. I'm like, because we see, like, his food and everything untouched. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just being well, rained on. And
1: you, you forgot one thing right before that is when he goes to the city to get all that stuff. And he finds out that, that is, Japan has surrendered and his dad and his dad's dead. dead. Yeah. And so at that point he realizes, oh my gosh, both parents are dead. He comes back. Cause like that whole time they're just waiting on dad. Yeah. Cause like they, they're right. He's writing him a lot saying like, Hey, I'm waiting
0: for you to come back. And now right. knowing that, It's just them. Yeah. Then dad's dead. Sister dies. Yeah. Mom's been gone. It's just like, I just gives up. Right. And And
1: that's freaking heartbreaking. mm -hmm. Yeah. This is basically the Angela's ashes of (laughs) animated films. It's just sad the whole time. Uh, And yeah. And so, it's funny because I had forgotten how he actually died. I asked you right when it ended. I was like, "Wait, how does he die?" Because I remember at the beginning of the movie, it says, "I died on this day" and blah blah blah. But I forgot. So eventually, he makes his way back to some city or town. I mean, and that may be, up... that may be the same city because they they uncondition Like when he's at the
0: bank. They're talking about the unconditional surrender. Mm-hmm. And then in the subway, they mentioned that the Americans are coming. They're not even here yet.
1: Uh, so it's pretty shortly so after
0: that. So I'm, I'm thinking it's probably that same day that he buries his sister. Oh, you think it was the same day? I think it may be like this. Well, I mean, he, he cremates he cremates his sister. Doesn't go back for any of the food or anything. Mm-hmm. And he's already starving. Yeah. So I I think within a day, a day or two. Yeah. That's it.
1: Man. Yeah.
0: That's rough. Because the Americans were quite quick to uh, get into places. Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. To me, it again uh, just is a perfect example of the absolute tragedy that war is, and you know, I have respect for military veterans you know Mm -hmm. they have done a service to this country and i respect that i'm grateful for that when it's necessary but i don't support being happy about you know anything that happened in world war ii i mean that was just that was a rough time and you know like i said before um the scars that japan uh has from that I mean, it's evident in their art, and their film, their animated movies, ever since then. You know, there's these running themes that are direct influence of, you know, the fire that rained down upon them. If tables were turned, I'm sure American film history would be very different. Yeah. You know, very different. And, you know, just in our, the environment of our world today, like, it's just, it's scary. So, uh. Yeah, this this episode's very dark. Yeah. Very, Sorry very dark for, for not a light-hearted, um, fun well, let's, episode. Let's talk about some of the the lighter good things about this movie because there is some true beauty in this movie as well. You know, I already mentioned that the characters in this movie, uh, the two, two main characters, the kids, they're just adorable. They're really well-designed characters, and you have an immediate uh, empathy for them because they're just – They're beautiful little kids and you just, you kind of root for them from the moment the movie starts. And so I like that. And in general, I think the character design in this movie is really good. Uh, And the character animation is really good. The way that they move, um, you know, there was that scene when they're in their little shelter that they made themselves and they're, they're going to sleep and you see um, Satsuke, is that her name? Uh, uh, Or is that? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> you see the little girl, like, do this cute little, like, roll over onto her back. She was, like... Yeah, Satsuki's the girl. Yeah, and she rolls over onto her back, and then um, Saita... Saita. Seta rolls over to her and, like, puts his arm around her, and then she, like, squirms away. And he's like, it's too hot. Get off of me. And then he rolls back. Like, just watching those movements of them rolling across that mattress back and forth was some of the best human animation i've seen out of studio ghibli it just was so beautiful and believable and their the movement of their anatomy just was perfect and i loved things like that so the animation in this was really quite spectacular i thought the environments were really beautiful uh despite you know the fire and the destruction and whatever the artwork of it was really beautiful yeah and when they go out and explore you know when they're at the ant's house and they kind of they go to the beach and they go through the the fields of vegetables and things like that, we see some really beautiful scenes in there and even where they end up hunkering down in that it's a nice, hillside it's a really shelter, nice it's, little place It's a really beautiful little idyllic place and if it wasn't for the constant freaking air raids, I mean it would have been a sweet little spot, you know um, so I, I, there's there really is a lot of beauty. Uh, on that level in this movie and that kind of adds to the gravity of it all i think and then uh you know the music you mentioned it sounded very well the, the end anime.
0: the vin the end definitely sounded like 80s anime mm-hmm. like very much like a tenchi moyo type, mm-hmm. like late 80s early 90s anime yeah, like yeah. a tenchi like type of mm-hmm. music going on mm-hmm. and i was like okay yeah i see i, I can yeah. see where they're going with like music wise yeah because this isn't a miyazaki film so no. It's one of those I don't know if they didn't have a lot of faith in it because it wasn't a Miyazaki film,
1: well, at that point Miyazaki I mean, I mean, wasn't Miyazaki, yeah, I know I mean I, I was, mean they, not not, the not that they didn't have it
0: yeah, not that they didn't have a lot of faith in it. that was a bad choice of words, like they hadn't had like some of the critical success that they I don't even know where I was going with that mm-hmm. I, well, part I imagine it's like, a hard may, maybe film they to did market. May, yeah, exactly, and maybe they didn't think they could pull a lot of these, you know, big huge scores like we usually get from like a Miyazaki film, because mm-hmm. we mm-hmm. didn't have any big huge scores in this film. Yeah, it's a lot of it's a lot of background music, little ambiance music, stuff mm-hmm. like that, but no great big anything like like say for instance like Mononoke. Right. There's no swells
1: or anything like that that mm-hmm. happens with this music. Yeah, I agree, but I feel like the the music that they did use uh served the movie well. It added a you know, the right kind of tone to the movie. I don't think it's a soundtrack that I would, you know, go out and and listen to on its own, but I felt like it did the work that it was supposed to do on this film and You know, back to your point, though, I I think this would have been a tougher movie to market, even to that Japanese audience, that it would resonate most strongly with, because, you know, it is a cartoon, and it is dealing with these really kind of rough and dark themes, so... Yeah, I don't I I didn't see any box office numbers for it. I did some cursory research, but did did you ever see any box office numbers for it? No. So I don't know if this was a successful one. You know, I have until we dug it up to watch it on our show, like I had never heard of it. Like nobody when they talk about Studio Ghibli tends to mention this film. And so I don't know if it has a lasting legacy even amongst Ghibli fans if they, you know, if a lot of people out there own it and and watch it over and over, I'm not sure. Some people like that catharsis of watching something really sad and dealing with those emotions more than once. Some people, I imagine you, uh, you're, you're good. You've watched it and you probably won't watch it again. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's understandable. You know, people, you know, are one way or the other. But again, I don't know that this had a huge success or a lasting legacy. Um, So I'm not sure where it kind of sits in people's minds in the Jeeply canon. I got to tell you, it it made an impact on me. And I thought it was a really, really, really well done film. Despite the challenge it was to watch. Yeah. So uh, do you want to rate it or is there anything else you want to talk about? uh Yeah, no. I mean, I, I like I.
0: We had to do palate cleansers. We did when after the ended, movie. Like I needed to watch something
1: happy. And we watched some goofy videos and had a chill moment <laughs> because yeah, it's, whew, it's rough. It's man. It's very rough. All right.
0: Yeah, I think I'm ready to rate it. All right, you go first. I'm gonna give it three Dipper Pines. Okay. Because I mean, it was good. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, I'm gonna give it four Dipper Pines. Okay. It was good. It's just one of those where I'm like, I I can't watch this. Or I'll probably watch it again. It'll just be a while. It'll be a while
1: Mm -hmm. before I hit this again. Yeah. Uh, I am going to give it a slightly higher rating. I'm going 4.5 Jiminy Crickets. And it's because I think this is a beautifully made film. The animation is spectacular. And I like the fact that it is—it has realism to it. It doesn't, you know, glorify or romanticize uh, that time period mm-hmm. or war. And it—it it really shows. It shows a wonderful relationship between a brother and a sister, which I loved. And I don't know. I it is a it's a hard film to watch, but. I kind of feel like this is actually a really important film and I would say I highly recommend it. But be careful. <laughs> it's yeah. it's rough. The thing I just remembered? <laughs> what?
0: That freaking aunt told Setsuko that her mom died. Oh, uh, I want I I hate that. What aunt. the heck?
1: She might be my most hated animation character. <sighs> like I do not like her at all. And I'm going to not like her for a long time.
0: What a horrible, horrible person. Yes. Uh, they should have left and gone back to that poor chick at the elementary
1: school. Yeah. They but, would have been better. But again, who knows if she had the means to help much. Probably not. You know, that's that's the sad truth of it. So Well, at least she was semi-nice. Uh, what's next on our agenda, Josh? Are we going to watch a more upbeat movie next? I, I don't it's, know. It's the, I it's the Illusionist. I don't oh, know sorry. if that's upbeat or not. I haven't yeah. seen it. Well... It, I mean it. Gosh, there's only up from here. So uh, we maybe could, we play we could with watch the schedule it a little bit, and maybe we we go super light on the next one. I don't know. We we might have to talk about that. But yeah, uh, sorry if this was depressing, everybody. <laughs> but uh, this film is depressing. But I think it's depressing in a intentional, artful way. And I again recommend this movie. So
0: yeah. What
1: would we watch next week if I not I don't know. Like Trolls. Freaking Emperor's <laughs> New Groove or something. something. Something that's hilarious. Something Oh something off bright the wall. and colorful. Well yeah. oh no, people get eaten in trolls. Maybe not. Maybe we don't do trolls. S- something like by Warner Brothers or DreamWorks, something bright and shiny. Summer Wars. <laughs> no, not Summer Wars. Oh, let's right with Summer Wars. We watched <laughs> *Pad the
0: Inverted. We've already done Summer Wars. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, none. We'll just go back to our old favorites. Yeah. We'll just do Cowboy Bebop again. We, we haven't done the series.
1: That's true. Okay.
0: Got anything else, Gavin?
1: Um, I Oh, uh, I got to finally... Um, so Inktober ended, and I sold 30 out of 31 drawings, which nice. means I raised $300 for Puerto Rico, and I matched that dollar for dollar. So this week, you'll see a post, if you haven't already, um, I donated $600 to the Puerto Rico fund set up by the Global Giving Foundation, um, who is continuing to help the suffering people in Puerto Rico. So everybody, um, just remember that these tragedies might have left the news cycle, but they're nothing there's nothing fixed there yet, basically. Yeah. I mean, the Puerto Rico is screwed. So... Send your love, your dollars, your donations. Uh, I mean, there's plenty of other places you can send it to. So, you know, just try to make the world a better place. Help people out. That's why I like what Rooster Teeth did. You know, that was a hugely positive weekend thing that they did. So, um, yeah. So that um, was exciting. I was very pleased that so many people were able to buy drawings and make that donation with me. So thanks to all my followers for, and supporters for doing that. You're welcome, Gavin. Yeah, you got one. Um, and then, uh, I mean, my art show at the Popzilla Gallery, not my art show, but an art show that I'm in with one piece. It's your
0: art show. <laughs> I don't know if you're in that.
1: the art show, it's your <laughs> art show. Okay. Well, uh, the art show at Popzilla Gallery, the Foolish Mortals Haunted Mansion Tribute Show is happening this Saturday, the 18th of November, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. I'd love it if you came out and said hello May have some things to give out while I'm there, but my art will be for sale. Prints of my prints of my art will be for sale, and also lots of other awesome artists will have their art available as well. Sweet, yeah, come say hey! And we
0: are still doing our um, race to reviews mm-hmm. special. So we're at says so I think we're still at fifteen reviews. We Need to 15. hit twenty five.
1: Okay. Come on people, review us.
0: Yes, reviews on iTunes and then who knows, maybe you'll win that awesome prize package yeah. we got. Yeah. Um we also have our Thanksgiving giveaway going on right now. Mm-hmm. Um you'll see a post for everything that we're doing for our Thanksgiving giveaway. You should see that on our social media. Um should be on there Sunday or yesterday <laughs> when you're listening. Uh, Yeah, you'll be able to find that. Uh, We're giving away uh, some awesome Gavin Austin art, Mm -hmm. some awesome art from Thomas Estrada, and we're giving away a copy of Your Name. Nice. Not Gavin. Giving me an actual Your Name, so Kimi no Nawa, (laughs) which came out. I got my copies in. Mm -hmm. I watched Your Name last Tuesday Mm -hmm. when I got
1: it in, and I cried. Yeah, I know what moment you cried at, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's a couple. Yeah, you cried when they wrote, I love you, in their oh, hands. Oh, God, when they wrote, <laughs> I love you, on their hands,
0: and then when they meet again at the very end of the movie. Yeah, that's, I was
1: true. Like, <laughs> that's That's good, too. Well, and they do that thing where it's like, if you guys walk by each other one more time, and right? they do it, and you're like, no. Ah, oh, that movie's so good.
0: I love it. But, yeah, I noticed something on that one. Like, I paused it mm-hmm. during the scene where she's – taking the like where they're taking the sake uh huh to the cave of wonders. <laughs> um I paused it, looked, and they drew all of those individual leaves, man. Yeah. They drew all of those. That artwork is ridiculous.
1: Is unbelievable. And well, that scene a... again,
0: I watched it and I was like,
1: dang, it's so pretty. That's very much a Japanese animation thing where they do pack in the detail you know like all of the cityscapes in that Mm -hmm. movie all of the landscapes i mean the detail is crazy and you see that a lot in other japanese animated feature films you see like a field of grass and the wind will come by and you'll see all of the individual blades of grass bend to that wind and ripple like water you know super impressive and your name is one of the most impressive animated things i've ever seen Go watch it, people. Right
0: up there with five... Nope. Uh, What was it? Garden of Words. <laughs> <laughs> Garden of Words is pretty for the water effects. The water yeah, effects in Garden of Words are really, really nice. I agree. But the... but Yeah, again. Oh, such a good freaking movie. Yeah,
1: Your Name is... This show's r- highest recommended anime, probably. Uh... Like, collectively. Would you put anything above Your Name? Like... As a general recommendation, I don't something, know. That something I would. that
0: I've seen more, I would probably still put. Summer Wars? Summer. I don't know. <laughs> Summer Wars and Boy and the Beast. Yeah.
1: Those are fantastic. And Padma. I love
0: all three of those. Those are my, mm-hmm. my four favorite anime movies. Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. to have a fifth one, I guess, Bebop. Mononoke? You love that one. Yeah, a but lot. again. I have that weird thing. We're doing an
1: improv top five right now. Yeah, I do that weird (laughs) thing where I don't
0: don't like saying, even though they're totally anime movies. I know, I know. They just don't seem anime to me. Except Spirited Away. Spirited Away seems the most anime of any of the
1: See, I think you'll feel like Totoro is anime.
0: Are we watching Totoro?
1: I don't know. We don't have it on the schedule. Okay. I won't make you watch anything. Better not. I won't. Good. I won't. I'm not an arm twister. Well,
0: you made me watch a uh, notice that and we're Mary.
1: almost 70 episodes in, and I haven't made you watch Pinocchio. So you're welcome.
0: Why? Because I've seen Pinocchio,
1: and oh, I think you know. true. And I think you know
0: deep down inside, we would get negative downloads for that episode. <laughs> Somehow, people would request their downloads back. I need a return on this. (laughs) (laughs) That's what would happen. The moment we do Pinocchio, the podcast shuts down.
1: That's hilarious. We shelve it all. Hey, so do we have any bonus content coming up?
0: Uh, Yes, we actually have this week coming out on Friday. We have, well, my interview with uh, Mella Lee, voice actress from Miraculous Ladybug. Mm -hmm. She voices Tiki. Mm-hmm. Um, she also voices in the Fate series. Oh, full circle! That back around. Uh, she also voices uh, Rin Tosaka. Okay. In like all of the Fates so far, except she's not an Apocrypha, but okay. she's in Fate Zero, Fate Stay Night, Unlimited Blade Works. She's in the New Fate uh, Grand. Is it Grand Order? I don't remember. But she's in that one, so she's in. She's still voicing Rin, going nice. strong very cool she was a Digiman. man <laughs> there it is
1: oh yeah she you played, said it on wax yeah now. i
0: think she was uh b.o.mont in one of the all-star rumble games nice yeah very cool So we got her coming out sweet that'll be that'll be fun that was a fun interview she's like honestly she's probably the nicest person i've ever talked to wow yes like, wow. we, we talked for a little bit before. I mean, that's
1: crazy because you talk to me every week. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Um,
0: <laughs> so, yeah, we I talked a little bit before with her, and then we did the episode, and then we talked for about another 40 minutes afterwards, just the two of us.
1: Okay. I got to tell you, I listened to your episode where you interviewed Estrada. Uh-huh. Uh, Thomas Estrada? Thomas. Thomas Estrada. At the convention, I really liked it. I liked the ambient noise where you guys were at the convention. It just had a real live feel to it. Great interview. He was awesome. If you guys haven't listened to that interview, go back and listen. Thomas Estrada had some very interesting things to say, especially about animation, which I thought was fascinating. But at the end, you asked him the most important question. So if you haven't listened to the episode, go back and listen to it and you'll hear the important question. Did you ask her the important question as well? Ask Melanie the important question as well. All right, we need to make that our new thing. So that we, we do, can know where everybody in animation stands on that one question.
0: And it is a very, it's a very important, groundbreaking, heavy hitting question.
1: It's a divisive question. Yeah. you're either one way or the other. There's mm-hmm. no middle ground.
0: Exactly. So go check it out. It's uh it's definitely, it's, it's it's a hard one too. I mean, it's it's definitely a thinker question. It really because no one like th- comes straight out and said yes, no, blah blah. I hate it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Anything mm-hmm. like that. It's very. It may, it's a it's a thinker question yeah. for sure yeah <laughs> um any shout outs
1: uh everyone shout out to everyone shout out everybody. peace and love to everyone or if you
0: try again love and peace you do the whole finger weird what do thing. they do they oh do, they cross their fingers yeah oh i oh, know i think he does say peace and love Okay. Johnny on Bosch. Anyway, I want to give a shout out to our good friends over at Cloud CityCast. Yeah. And people over there. <laughs> yeah. I think they're in... Um,
1: New York. They're still in New York. I don't know yeah. if they're still there while we record this, but they have so. been this past week. Yeah. Getting all snow-angeled out. Yeah, uh, so. uh, it's, it's like a different world out there. Um, I did
0: look because I was just ha- I was on the Mac and I was looking through iTunes and everything yesterday, and our top three longest episodes, mm-hmm. all with Cloud City Cast. Oh, I'm not surprised. Yeah. We
1: did the one where we did a four way top five, and that part of it alone took that 45 was that minutes. was that was two hours and four minutes. That Jeez. episode. That's a long yeah. episode. And then I was, mean, I love our conversations with them, but woo! And then longer. there was
0: like an hour and forty-seven minutes, mm-hmm. and then like an hour and thirty-eight. Nice. And those are our three longest
1: episodes. Yeah, all with them. We did, um, uh, what's it called, Death Note with Liam, right? Yeah, yeah. That, that was one was fun like one. an hour and thirty. That was a fun one. I like that one. That was a that was a good one. Go back and listen to our Death Note episode. Yeah, if you it's a haven't a good listened episode. to episode. It was
0: fun. Uh, there was divisiveness in that, too.
1: There was. There was. Indeed. But,
0: yeah, on the, uh, Oh, wait, never mind. That's coming out later. Ah. That's a later episode. More um, bonus
1: teases.
0: Yeah, I sat down with a uh, friend of the show, Hannah. She's been on a couple episodes. Yeah, she we was did on the, the last episode. She was on,
1: she was on the last <laughs> Surprise episode. Surprise pop-in guest.
0: Exactly. And she was on the first Miraculous Ladybug episode. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this time, we sit down with... Brittany from Cloud City Cast, cool. and again, we talk about Miraculous well,
1: that's cool. Uh, an episode with three girls. I like it. Okay, what else you got going An episode with three girls. <laughs> I had to do that for Liam. That Liam would have said that. No, Liam would have been, nerds.
0: That's what Liam, Liam would have said.
1: Uh, uh, you do get impersonations, but you need to work on your Liam. That's not really I that think that it's good. pretty good. No, you need I to work on it. I think it's pretty good. I think you can no, probably like, do No, Star
0: Wars. <laughs> I was in a band. That's, that's a pretty good Liam
1: that's hilarious yeah
0: it was called uh, Shine Down. <laughs> it's called for honor bright souls that was the name of the band
1: it was good uh none of those were right yeah <laughs> it was um what were we talking about uh, i think we're closing the show yeah, yeah. we I need think to close we're good yeah
0: <laughs> i'm hungry i haven't eaten yet
1: that's the second time you've said that so i actually believe you yeah i'm hungers Gavin, where can everybody? Everybody can find me on Instagram and Twitter at GavinAudisonArt and on the web, gavinaudisonart.com. And on Saturday, you can find me at Popcomics in Anaheim. Come see me. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh L. Kane. You can find the podcast on Instagram at Animation Station Podcast. On Twitter at AnimatePodcast. On Facebook at Animation Station Podcast. On Tumblr, Animation Station Podcast. <laughs> You're so excited. Yeah, I,
0: you just, got thrown off. <laughs> I did. I I meant to do Tumblr, not Facebook. I got confused. <laughs> um, you can also find all of our episodes on iTunes
1: and Stitcher
0: and on our website, animationstationpodcast.com. Just click on the podcast tab and you can listen to all of them. Oh, yeah. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, want to tell us how we're doing. Want to not tell us how we're doing. Want to tell us how great we are. Want to tell us how bad we are. If you have anything you want to recommend for us to watch or talk about, just go to animationstationpodcast at gmail.com and shoot Mm -hmm. us an email. Yeah. Or you can go to our website and click on the contact us, and it's basically the same thing. Right. But, you know,
1: either way. You you can find us. Yeah, you can. We're we're around. Mm -hmm. All right, man. Let's go get you some brekkie
0: uh well it's two o'clock so it's maybe Their it's, it's, it's some brekkie i know but i don't want to eat at mcdonald's
1: what there are other places that have brekkie all day
0: yeah i'm hungers though i don't think i want brekkie i right. want like good food
1: well let's go figure it out let's close this down and figure it out
0: all right so for the animation station podcast i'm josh i'm gavin bye bye little butterfly made you look that girl ate mud she did yeah she ate mud it's et their extraterrestrial came out this day in 1982
1: it's a fantastic movie it's gross no it's a great movie you don't like et no yeah i don't like a lot of spielberg
0: oh really you're not a big spielberg fan i didn't know that um like
1: he did he do all the indiana joneses or is that lucas well, Lucas was the producer. I think Spielberg was the director for the first two. I don't know if he did Last Crusade or not. Oh. Two is where he met his wife, Kate, Kate Capshaw. Like that's where they and that's why met she was in the movie. In love.
0: Even though she can't act she at all, she was awful. She was so bad. Short Round was better, and Short rounds Short sucked. Round was awesome. Short Round's awful. <laughs> Doctor John, Doctor John. <laughs> but you can't do it without being super uh. racist
1: i like short round I, I like temple of doom it's the third best in that trilogy but i do like it <laughs> it's the third best in that trilogy of yeah. three well but that doesn't mean it's a bad movie it just means i like it less than the other two i mean the
0: the club scene where they're at like the whatever that's awful
1: why is that awful? There... It's
0: just bad. Like, when they start the movie, that's just bad.
1: But the diamond falls in the ice, and yeah, all the ice cubes are being kicked bad. down the floor, nobody it's can tell an ice so cube from a bad. diamond. Yes, it is bad. Could you tell an ice cube from a diamond, Josh?
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah I one too. of them's cold.
0: <laughs> you just look. you uh, like, that, that
1: ice cube's not melting. It must be I, that one. I like it, but I, I, it's kind of like Cars too. It's like they took these characters, and they just kind of went, a little over the top with all of it and that's how i think of temple of doom but then they bring it back home in that third one and it's awesome yeah because they bring in sean
0: connery yeah and we name the dog indy <laughs> fantastic lines that's a
1: good movie man and i like
0: i remembered my charlemagne <laughs> beautiful <laughs> nice. stuff
1: nice yeah i i love indiana jones that's my jam
0: your indiana jams nope <laughs>